Loyalist Hold on oh. hey, yeah, This time hey. can perform uh-huh. Hold on oh. huh. This girl turned me on Yes sir, I'm on board Alright man, we are back once a freaking again This is episode 3 at the Anti-Network I am your brother X with my lovely brother Brother Comar, how you feeling over there brother? Doing good man, I'm doing good, I'm doing good Can't complain, can't complain, I'm alive, doing well That's what we love to hear man as you can see, man, we are um, we are one out of the uh, the loop right now. Uh, our brother uh, Kazi, you know, he had to take an intermission. He had to do some double low seven type of things. But you know, I talked to my brother Marco, and he said we are gonna hold it down, so we can hold it down, man. I think we can do that, man. What you feel like, man? This should be an easy cakewalk today, right? Uh, not everything in life is easy, but we could be we could hold it down. We can hold it down. All right, man. We can hold it down. All right, man. So <laughs> let's, let's get into it, man. Uh, as far as episode three, man, for this week, just some interesting things that our brothers caught our eye, man. One of these posts came today from uh, our brother, uh, brother Kazi, matter of fact. Brother Kazi had brought it from Earning Leisure and shot them guys out, man. If you like what they got going on, definitely follow them. But it's the Republicans propose a standalone bill for 14 points. $3 billion in aid for Israel. In summary, House Republicans propose a $14.3 billion aid package for Israel. Simultaneously, suggestion excuse me, uh, $14.3 billion in cuts from the Internal Revenue Services. These cuts target funds from the Inflation Reduction Act, significant legislation by Democrats. This proposal diverges from the White House's intent to combine aid for both Israel and Ukraine. The bills it marks $4 billion for Israel's defense systems, including the Iron Dome and David Sling, and $1.2 billion for Iron Beam development. And listen, I don't even got to read the rest. Let's just jump into it, because I already see so many problems that hey. me and my brother already went on with. Yeah, they can they can see it. They can they can read for themselves, man. Yeah. It's, it's on there. It's on there. Yeah, it's on there, man. Listen, man. Let me just let me just look at just some of the comments. So we, before we even get into it, man. So I don't want to read the rest. Y'all get what's going on. First comment from Unwell. But won't give kids free lunch at school. Us. That's probably a typo, but you got a good point. And then we got also a comment from Righty Media. War equals stimulus on steroids. Y'all can read between lines. Y'all know what's going on with that. And one last comment from Jaco Jaco Pospina. Might say that wrong. But $14.3 billion. $14.3 billion that should be going back to the Americans. Brother Marco, we talked a little bit about this in, in the group chat. What's the what's the mindset behind this one, man? With the Republicans trying to propose for Israel and Ukraine. Yeah, man. Uh, so basically, it was a standalone. It wasn't even for Ukraine, man. They was just trying to help out Israel to basically help their help them fight Hamas and help them get back their their defense system so that they can 
basically keep fighting their own war, help fight Gaza and things of that nature, help them build up their defense systems and be able to keep the, as we would say, their fight going, their war going, and be able to fight and keep, be able to get the soldiers there back on and keep them from killing their civilians, attack on attack, basically. Mm-hmm. And yesterday the bill was actually passed in the House, which was mm-hmm. being going to the Senate, which um as we all know, President Biden said that he will veto anyways. It won't get passed in the Senate because it's all Democrat. So Republican against Democrat, we all know how that goes. Each other hate each other, which we talked about in the last episode. We should all get along. We should all be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Shit's not gonna happen. But as we talked about, um, as you said, in a group. <laughs> billion, billion dollars, 14.3 billion dollars, bro. And we sit here just handing out dollars like it grows on trees, man. And yet we have, and I'm just going to put it out there, ghettos. We got people out here. We got homeless people underneath bridges. They can't feed themselves. We got people with medical bills, people who can't afford shots, dental, you know, surgeries, whatever the case may be, out here fighting for their lives. And we sending $14 billion out here to help a war. But we can't help a five-year-old out here fighting for cancer with his mom who can't afford the bill to help him stay alive. But we're going to help a country fight another country over a piece of strip. And that's the problem that we have. And not to mention that Biden wants $106 billion to build a wall to help another country. And his $106 billion is for Israel, Ukraine, Mexico, everybody in a sense, togetherness to fight wars and build a wall to keep people out and $106 billion to do all these things. But yet the United States can't help our own people to feed each other, to help aid in the homeless, the situations and stuff that's going on right here in our own cities, our own countries, our own states, our own people to get better at a system that's already failing people. That's the problem that we're, we should be looking at right now, not other people, not other countries. We want to stick our noses in, a, in other people's business, but we can't even help our, help ourselves. And yet, it's November 3rd. Today is November 3rd, and we're sitting here sending or fighting for $14.3 billion to help another country, but yet we're talking about a shutdown because we can't, we can't, we can't decide on a bill or money to keep the government open. Like, so why are we talking about helping somebody else when we can't even talk about keeping our own government rolling? Like, that's the dumbest shit. Ever. And in quick summary, um, as a collective, how you feel like that make us look as America? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just one word. I mean. 
I don't, I don't even know, bro. I don't even know how to even put it. I mean, in a quick, quick summary. I mean, I, selfish. I mean, to be honest. I mean, how else could we? How else do we see it? Man? I mean, I mean, what are we getting back? What is Israel giving back to us? I mean, what are they going to give back to us? And I don't mean to step on anybody else's toes or anybody else's feeling about it. I mean, we're looking at, um, we're looking at a. We're looking at a country that's fighting for help when we need help. And then again, we're still asking. The FBI is still shit, what is his name? The FBI. Let me check I I know it's Christopher Ray is asking us to look behind our back, check behind our back about you know, refugees and stuff like that back here at in the United States um, to make sure that we're not being stabbed in the back or being shot by refugees over here who's trying to fight for Israel and say, hey, let's kill the Jews. Let's kill these other people who's over there fighting and stuff like that. And we let them in, but yet we're still trying to get $106 billion for, um, you know, these walls and things like that. And, and we're, I mean, it's, it just looks stupid all together, but we let them in, we let them cross the border, we let them do all these other things as a nation. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just dumb all together. That, that, I mean, that's, that's my opinion. Everybody else might have their own collective opinion, but to me, I just think it's As an American, especially a one with this type of skin color, um, I think it's, it seems more like a, a, a slap in the face um, based on a lot of things that could be done in America with that amount of money, especially for inner cities. Um, if you want to take it a step bigger, <clears throat> if you want to speak on a, a, a rainbow of colors or pigmentation, $14 billion can do a lot, especially with the help and development for better mental states, because we know that we have a very huge mental crisis that I don't think that we taking uh, full accountability for, or at least we do, but we don't put the attention where it needs to be. Now, I think we spoke about this on episode two, that we know war is very profitable. And just like the one comment said, what is it, war equals stimulus on steroids. We know people are getting paid. We know that at the end of the day, somebody's getting greased. We get that. And I'm not even tripping about it. My thing is, if you can allocate funds to two countries, for whatever reason, you know, these important structures might mean to their countries or the rehabilitation or aid to where that can help them. It looks good when you can help home first, you know? So when I see these things or I see articles like this, it's hard not to believe life does not come with agendas because it happens right in front of our eyes. But I think now that we collectively as the people are so weak and docile, I live more enhanceable with our own problems. We just going to let this go past once again and kind of let life continue to put us on the hamster wheel. So I think it's very interesting um, that we can 
gives such a huge amount, huge amount of money. Because fourteen plus billion dollars is not no small change. And I can name ten major cities in America that could use this money greatly to help rehabilitate the ghetto from me Espanolientes, gente de Espanol, the barrios, Los Barrios, you know, the the communities, etc. etc. It's is this this could really change a lot of lives, especially for the future of our children. So just to see this, man, I'm not gonna lie, it's it, it kind of sucks, but you know, as they say on that old Tupac song, man, it's the way it is, man. <laughs> it's the way it is. Yeah, it could be a lot better though, man. We we got kids out here. It could be better in the education. Why can't we put why can't we put a million or a billion into coding for you know the youth? Why can't we build up a youth center, you know, and you know, build up an inner city? Why can't we help, you know, Flint, Michigan, you know, Chicago, you know, dealing with a lot of, you know, a lot of turmoil out in there too. How can we do something? Brother Coma, not, not to cut you off, brother. You you say something, but and I, I, I and it's going along with what you're saying, but I don't want to lose a thought, so I apologize for cutting you off. But the things yeah, you the, the, the things you state when it comes to a rehabilitation of a lot of areas that we know that need heavy resources. This is twenty twenty three. We've been seeing this pattern going for so many years of being ignored. Do you honestly think that these problems could really be adjusted to benefit us any point in time in the future? And if so, like, what do you think that could be the remedy in this situation? Because what you say is the truth. But when I think about it, I'm like, man, I've been knowing you for what? Since 2016, 17, we didn't have yeah, how, how many like how many topics we talked about this throughout the years. So now we're here, and <laughs> what what we do? What, what remedy we got? Like, do you think that it's just gonna forever be the wool over our eyes? You know, like what's, what, what what do you? How do you see the point of view being how you led in that conversation? Man, it's gotta start somewhere. I mean, like I said, like. Me, me taking kids and starting a basketball um, program starts there. Me teaching a kid how to change a tire, you know, it's it starts there. You know, starting with you know just just the little small things. And me and my wife were talking about it the other day. Like, um, we don't stay in a poor neighborhood or whatever, but you drive down across the railroad track. And they built the school down, you know, down a railroad track, right? Mm -hmm. But if you go in a rich neighborhood like where we used to stay before we moved over here, right? There's no basically liquor stores right there, right? Mm -hmm. But you go back to where I grew up. If you got a school right next to it, there's a corner store right next to it with the liquor store, right? Mm -hmm. But if you right here where I stay, there's no school with the liquor store or a corner store next to it. That's the that's the first problem that we have. Why can't we why can't every every neighborhood be like that where there is no liquor store or no corner store 
within miles next to a school or a daycare or anything like that because that's that's the first problem we did we're trying to as i would say build propaganda next to our skin tone right by doing i'm gonna say it shit like that you know putting up where like oh let these kids go skip school because they can go to a corner store or go to a spot where they can build, you know, gangs or hoods or cliques or whatever we want to call them nowadays. Mm. That why can't we do something like, oh, why can't we just build like a technology store, I mean, an IT store or something like that, wherever these kids, if they want to skip school, it'd be like, oh, you got this, um, I'm going to just call him a genius or this tech guru or whatever like that. If you do have this kid that's walking out of school, he's sitting on the corner and when he walked by, he said, hey, where are you going? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm skipping school or whatever like that. He pulled him to the side and he's like, hey, well, since you want to do that, I got this coding that I want to show you. And you got this counselor or, you know, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. pull him in and guide him, you know, at least say, well, if you're going to do this, I got at least a fix for you right now. Let me teach you something that maybe Elon Musk or whatever the case may be, Steve Jobs could have taught you at the same age. And I get this little 15 year old in here thinking about, you know, algorithms and stuff like that. They can teach you something instead of you just jumping out of school and going to go find you a gun or a knife or something to get you a quick fix. That, that's where it starts. You know, some, some type of guidance, some type of counseling, we can do something to help them. Like I said, I started football, I started basketball did something in the community and that's where everybody was and now we got a whole preparing tomorrow's athletes where all the kids come that's a guy so we teach them structure you know all the bad kids all the little kids everybody we don't have you drop drop your kids off you know mom and dad go somewhere on friday go somewhere on Saturday, go somewhere on sunday we got your kids do that instead of throwing them somewhere else that's where it starts okay so i can understand the basis more from Brother Colmark's view and perspective as one man in his community who's trying to build and get a better a better translation for the future, especially for our children than we have now. Collectively, I would say, in conclusion before moving on, do you see in this being like a, a situation that streamlined that, that you see majority of the world can make happen? Because again, when you look at the numbers that's going to another country, and we know what's going on in our own backyard, and time and time again, we have seen the government or Big Brother or certain entities, let's say for that better words, um, overlook us. And I don't mean just even people of my color, but I feel like for mental health, we need the most, but the people of America. That's in dire need. Matter of fact, I, I could have sworn we were just going to go into a recession, but without further chatting along, do you see this being a situation that could be done collectively um, in the United States to better our people, even without the government resources? And if so, how do you see it? I, I see it. I, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna put myself in it, but there's a lot of organizations out there that's trying without the government help. Let me say that. A lot of nonprofits are doing it. A lot of nonprofits out there are doing it. And they're not getting government assistance. And they want 
they want the United States to help, but they're not helping. You know, so it can happen, and it happens. It's happening slowly, but there is not people. There's not people. I'm gonna say they're not on the bandwagon. There, there's not a, there's not a train that's people getting on and pushing. You know, you know what I'm saying. There's no caboose or there's no engineer around there pushing it. You know, we're building the track slow, and it's moving along, but it's not moving fast, basically. Well, just for the side note, for any nonprofit organization who watched this, man, who feel like they just want to get the organization out there for the people to see, man, please leave your link, comments, or even just try to email us. Uh, everything will be in the comment section for you to reach out to us, man. We'll love to try to spread the word for people who try to make it better one day at a time, just like my brother Marco and myself. So we'll love to have that. But we know this conversation is could be probably talked about for an hour. We're going to try to keep it moving along in a lighter subject. But just real quick, I had to throw this in there. You know, you see this right here, people. I hope you see it right there. I hope you see it. You see that brother right there in the screen at the bottom right there? You see what he got in his hands? Soul Tide on Amazon, on Kindle. Matter of fact, it, what, what's the other Barnes big stores? Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble. You can even get it on Google. Google will even print it for you. Hey, you, you hear the man from, from himself, man. We got, we, let's, I would just say anything about supporting our own, man. Let's support the underdog, man. We got, we got good people in the community, man. Full, full of talent, man. These are the unsung heroes, man. And the unheard heroes. And this is my brother. He's definitely one of them. Soul Ties. My brother, Komar. Komar Harrison. You, you, you don't know. You see his name on the thing, but you know, that's why I can call him, man. But please make sure if you see this, man, links will be in the description, man. Make sure you support our brother, man. Check the dope out, man. Don't read, man. And matter of fact, you do got another book you're working on. Is that correct? I am working on another book, man. I, I am. I, I'll give y'all a title. It's on uh, TLM. I'm not going to give y'all the whole title, but uh, that's just an acronym for TLM. I'm just going to leave it at that. Y'all hey. know it when it come out. Okay, it's TLM, but what about an ETA? Um, <laughs> so let me just put out a disclaimer. So originally, that was supposed to be my first book. It was supposed uh -huh. to be my first book, and I paused it. I paused it because it's it's my that one's gonna be my heart and soul book. So, and then I I paused it and made this book first, and then I started back on that. Book. So, uh, ETA probably the end of the year, beginning of next year. Okay, end of twenty twenty three, first quarter twenty twenty four possibilities. Hey, Amen. We looking forward again, my brother. Dr. Marco Harrington, his first book, Soul Ties. Please make sure y'all check it out, man. Links will be in the description, man. We're gonna work out that discount code in the future, man. But hey, man, we we we, we trying to we trying to run it up, man. Let's, let's support the kid. Let's try yeah. to support the kid. You know what I mean? So probably, definitely, probably, probably during Christmas time, I'll give y'all a discount. Hey, was, hey, Christmas time the best time. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm gonna try to convince him about Black Friday, man. You know what I'm saying? For, for, Maybe for the blacks, you know what I'm saying? I love y'all, but y'all know y'all love this. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we love this kind of look. I ain't, I'm talking like I ain't buying so. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in, in another segment, man, that I thought was very interesting. Um, this is uh, definitely from this Brother Comark, matter of fact. Brother Comark yeah, putting up the message. It's definitely his. And can you read the title? You want to you walk us in it? 
So it's a little, it's a, it's uh, these men converse about the roles of a man in the household. So I, I, I picked this one, man, because so he got it. it it's on his, and um, I, I picked this one because they debated about what a man's role is. And this one's big in my household and me and my wife's household, which shouldn't be. The gender stereotype of any man, any women, to me, I feel like should not be a thing. And I wish we could actually like play the audio and play it so you can actually hear it. But but the but the link is in there. Y'all be able to see it. Y'all be able to see it. Y'all can see it, hear it. So, so listen, I can play it and I think they'll be able to hear it. If you got your phone, you know, if you want to tag along with your phone, you definitely can. So, you listen, you know, I'm going to do the crossover thing. I'm going to play a snippet of the clip and you'll pretty much see when it pause. I'm going to just chime you back in. So, let me just give them a preview of what's going on real fast. One second here. With my brother Marco, so I'm going to interference and here we go. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing some wrong things. Doing some wrong things. Okay, here we go. I'll give you, and I'll give you the steps. This is if you put uh, down uh, your uh, uh, ego, if you put down your pride, brother. Am I Can I play saying anything again? wrong? Uh, I'm me, saying men. Let me refresh this. Here we go. Let me run from the beginning. Here we go, y'all. And you talking about? Oh, I'm not a man. If I'm going fifty-fifty with my woman. Mm-hmm. It's hard, brother. Mm. You sitting up here, your nice house, your nice jewelry, nice cars. Oh yeah, man. You you gotta you gotta be you gotta do a hundred percent. How? Mm. How, brother? Mm. If I'm making fourteen dollars an hour, what you what you expect? Mm. Mm. You know, you still on there, oh yeah, man, hundred percent, you're not a man. You're not a man. How? I'm still working. I'm still providing, right? Mm. So what makes me not a man? Because mm. I'm going fifty fifty with my woman. Mm. Mm. And brother, I applaud you because I understand that it is hard out here, but we are men. So we have to go hard dirt. I'm not saying or trying to speak down to you, my brother, by any means necessary. I'm not. But I want you to be reminded of something that our fathers didn't teach us, that we must go hard and that we shouldn't get into a relationship with a woman until we have direction. But who are you to say that? A person that cares, a person that loves you, a person that's been in your shoes and understands how it feels when we can't give our family what they truly deserve. We have to go hard. Now, give me one moment. I've been in your shoes. And when I was in your shoes, I stayed in my lane. I lived where I lived. My woman didn't work. She nurtured to the children till I got this. And I'm trying to give you the, the, the cheat code. Do what you need to do so you can feed your woman. And while she's nurturing the children, she can also nurture your dreams and your goals. Now you can be successful. Now you don't have to say, I'm working for $15. Now you can say. Now, I'm going to pause it right there. For one, um, I, I think it's like fair play to play something for so long while interjecting. So I don't know how that really works. So I'm going to be short to be on the safe side. But um, me and Brother Comark have uh, already seen the video. So Brother Comark, from from the conversation in summary, we got a rich man to so an average man by finances. Bait is pretty much 
on what a man could be doing and what a man is doing. Now, it seems to me the average guy is the guy who's doing, which is making like what, 14, 15 an hour. And he also feel like he's the man right. in his household. Then we got Brother Yada, by the way. He's the rich man. And he's saying what you could be doing a little bit more, as you say, harder. So in summary, outside looking in from a married man, how do you feel about this discussion? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> you do what your household allows you to do. Don't let anybody influence you to do what you're not capable of doing. There is no household and there is no relationship that's not equal. Whether it's 90 Because at some point in time, somebody holds their own weight. Somebody has the whole some type of percentage regardless and by him saying that the rich man saying that you need to pay all the bills or you need to do everything and allow your wife to do whatever the case may be isn't true to every man isn't it true to every wife because of the fact that not every wife is going to be happy with and not every man is going to be happy with that. And the case may be, it might it might change at some point. You know, she might sit there and let you do it for five plus years, ten plus years, or whatever like that. But what happens when you're not treating her right? You know, and she up and say, "Well, I want to go work at Walmart." And even though you're rich, you know. You'd be like, no, you can't do that. What's to say you can't tell her she can't do that because she has her own mindset, you know? And she might be taking care of the kids and you might be giving her everything you want, but that's not going to keep her happy, you know, at all points in time. She might go out there and cheat on you and be like, oh, well, you wasn't doing this. You know, I got Botox, like, whatever the case may be. But it's not for you to say that even if you're making $14 an hour, you know, and not doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, that you're not making her happy. You might be making a woman happy at $14 an hour. You know, even though she's paying half the bills, you know, you, your wife or your girlfriend at that time can still be happy. It's what you're giving her. You have to have that conversation with your significant other, male or female, to understand what your dynamic is in that relationship, don't let social media push your agenda as as a couple to say what you should and what you shouldn't be doing. And we get turned off about everybody in these things and saying what we should be doing, what we should and should be doing. And that's the problem with this generation now, because then generation back then, a long time ago, and my mom then been married <laughs> for a long, long time. And my mom and my dad were, you know, when I was little. And it worked perfectly. I never saw my mom and my dad fight not one time. It worked perfectly. You know what I'm saying? And me and my wife, you know, been together for 
16 years and we both worked or whatever. I'm, re- you know, I'm retired and my wife still, my wife still worked. You know what I'm saying? And she paid bills and I paid bills and it worked perfectly for us. So I don't, I don't give a shit what nobody said. They can say, oh, well, he's not a man. I'm a man. Because me and my wife, we we don't fight. We might have disagreements and shit like that, whatever the case may be, but we don't fight. We'll have a conversation about whatever we have a disagreement about, and then we move along. But you can ask my kids and my older kids. Me and my wife don't ever fight. We don't ever, we don't have a ever fight. We don't raise our voice to them. Thing. We might say, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, whatever like that. We keep going, we move on. And everybody tell y'all, these these two people, they're the power couple. And that's what we're known around our town as a power couple because people know us as who we are. So don't, you can't judge people about how much money they're making, what their dynamic is. That's just my take. Um, this conversation uh, from my side of the field, um, using perspective, it comes off in a few ways. For one, I got number love for Yada. I just seen his work for you. He's a very smart intellectual guy. One, it could come off as a brother trying to motivate another brother to, hey man, step your game up, bro. And I think for some people in their own reality, they feel like, well, I don't want to be like you. I probably just want to be average or work at the warehouse and be a supervisor. And from the short clip, because I know it's a bigger clip, it's on this page, uh, Yada Awakening. He got a YouTube page. This is a whole video on there. And he's speaking more from a standpoint of having security, not just financial, but that's one of the main parts of this talking point for your woman. Now, that's one aspect. Two, I think it more sells to the women. Cause this is what a lot of women want to hear. Nowadays, we we have to spend, and when I mean spend, like the narrative that we should be taking care of our woman. All of us should damn near be over six feet. Not all of us, but majority of us. All of us should be making six figures. And everything else would come with the six. Y'all can use your imaginations and bet. And that's understandable if if that works for many. But that's not reality. Every man is not going to be rich. Every man is not probably going to have six figures in his bank account by the time he dies. And from my understanding, what only the five or the ten percent of the world are millionaires? I don't know the true statistics, but something like that. So even if you want to call six figures, I don't see that being a high percentage for men collecting. You also got to think about the type of man when you talk about attraction, who makes this money. Because money don't always get you (laughs) everything. So use a perspective. It comes in a lot of different ways. But I also like to piggyback on what you said. I think people will be a fool to let social media dictate their relationship. Um, Like me and like my brother, social media can be a tool to learn. That's why we had these conversations on the anti-network, because we think it brings greater awareness. Like... Does it really make you a man if you have a million dollars and you can give your girl the world or if you have six figures? I think that all determines on who you're dating. And that goes for men and women. So I I will have to double down on my brother and say that um, let's not let social media put you (laughs) in a situation trying to live like the, you know, the Jetsons 
especially if not y'all ready. You know what I mean? Because I say this all the time. You know, ladies, I ask almost every girl this, and I think we we we've grown up to say this on the dance network. Majority of all women would not date a man, no matter how good he looked, how tall he was, or how handsome he is, if he had a micro penis. I never heard one woman who said they could make it work with him. Now, understand this, ladies. <clears throat> if some of you who have multiple baby dads, remember, it ain't just a black thing. This is the rainbow. All colors go through this. You got multiple baby dads living in your mama's basement. I ain't saying you don't deserve the world. But I think it's some steps you should do before, you know, to to ask for certain things, to show a man you, you're worthy of. Because I'm being real. I don't see a lot of wealthy men or wealthy women looking at somebody's mama's basement for their soulmate. People like to see worth. People want to see trophy material. So that works for both ends of the spectrum, you know? So, yeah, um, I think this is a, it, it is an interesting conversation, but I, I think it's... If I had to put it to one way, it, it, it comes off like, you know, it could be pandered to the women who's who's looking for this type of lifestyle that, that's being run. It's a lot of these social media influencers kind of like selling these dreams of hope on, oh, you know, how, how to meet a rich man. And if he don't do this, dump him or have such and such. And, you know, I get it. It's a hustle, but it's, it's, it's kind of hurting. Man. I, I think it's kind of hurting. Yeah. I, de- I definitely agree, man. I, de- I definitely agree. So, yeah, man, I think that is, uh, again, definitely a good debate. Short clip on the Shade Room. Check them out. Link will be in the description. Y'all can just catch that snippet or go to Y'all to Awakening. He has the whole video on his page because that's where it came from. And other different news. I mean, it just slides right into the next, I mean, to the next one. It's basically the same. It's basically the same thing because she she basically did the same thing. I mean, she cheated on. I mean, if you can play, you can play it. I mean, we can just talk about it. You can just go ahead. So before I even just go play it, as you see the title, man puts girlfriend out for getting pregnant by another man. Now, I'm not gonna play all of it, but I'm gonna play enough to make sense. So you guys just let me know what you think. In the comment section, especially, but me and brother Cole Mark will give you a little reflection, you know. So let me switch some things around here. You're a loser. Wow. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to be with you when I got these men all the time in my DMs offering me luxury cruises? mansions, all this different stuff, and then I come home to you playing video games in your underwear. It was good when we first started dating. That's seven years ago. I've grown as a person, and you haven't. I've outgrown you. Wow. So after all these years, you have to tell me that about getting pregnant by another man? We couldn't we couldn't separate for you. We couldn't have this conversation I mean, before we happen. got to this this part things happen but the, i had to you, find you, out you was pregnant you weren't taking how low care of you of me. I, that's low you were not ta- the bottom line is that you were not taking care of i'm a hard working so man i get another man's arms i'm a hard working man i give i i gave you everything you asked for me what more you want i'm in here splitting half of these bills 
You're not taking care of me. The rent is $4,000. So? A real man could pay that $4,000 and then some. I'm going to stop it right there. I, I'm going to stop it right there. I, I'm going to stop it right there because this goes right into what we really was just talking about. Remember, I just stated <laughs> that these days there is an agenda to pander to women as in you really have to take care of them. Now, if the story's true, Brother Komar, if this man was really holding Shorty down, um, he was being faithful, if that is the case, and she, as she say, got pushed off into another man's arm and got pregnant, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Brother Komar, man, what's, yeah. what's going on, man? I don't see, and that's what I'm saying, man. Because uh, I've met a lot of I've met a lot of dudes in my lifetime, dude. Yeah, or I'm just gonna say they wealthy and they got money, and and they'll tell you even then, like what happened, bro? And they be like, well, I was still taking care of my, you know, my girl, and even then, some of their needs weren't met because they be like, well, I was traveling all the time. I was gone all the time, or either I was at work all the time. And she was like, well, you know, you, my niece wasn't mad, whatever, like that, but he was here. But he was making money, and she, you know, she slid out of him with a dude who was at McDonald's because he didn't work all the time. So even then, like, oh, boy, you know, here, he was like, well, I make $14 an hour, but your niece was still being mad. And I don't know if this is even, you know, a real you know, clip or whatever, it could be a skit. But even then, you know what I'm saying, they look like they're dropping a Mercedes, whatever the case may be. And like he said, I'm taking care of you. And she was like, I need money for my Botox, and, you know, for this, this, and that. And, you know, he was like, I'm still holding it down. But like he said, like, I get home, and I'm tired. And she was like, well, when I get home, you know, I'm, you on your, you know, playing PlayStation in your underwear, <laughs> whatever the case may be. You know? But she was like, you drove me to another man he pregnant like that's you know that's wrong but this could happen to anybody you know what i'm saying so what's the what's the agenda is girls gonna be on her and be like well that can happen you know everybody every woman needs needs need you know but what about the man if if old boy is being faithful and taking care of house and home he and he don't he don't have money for botox that's extra stuff you know what i'm saying that's where you go out and get you know get some extra money for her. And she was like, well, well I, I did. I went fucked up boy for the extra money to get my Botox, but then I got pregnant. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what they're going to say. That's what that's what it is. It's what's going to be. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't I, I can't comment on it, bro. It's what happened. So, it's just crazy. It's what the world is going to say. And vice versa. It's going to be the same way because you got you got men that's the same way. You got shorty shit. You know, she working her job and old boy at the house playing 2K, you know, and then he fucking her sister or her roommate, whatever the case may be. So I'm not going to lie, man. Once again, this seems so asinine. <laughs> 
for one, when he put the camera on his face, it seemed kind of weird. So that's made me think, I, like, I agree with my brother. It kind of gave me some skit vibes. But if this was true, being that this does happen, this is crazy, does happen. Yeah. It's a lot of things that just makes you do that emoji thing. Like, hmm, for one. I'm not going to act like I'm perfect. I, I did a lot of things that I think that was wrong. And, you know, I'm, I'm self-accountable. I feel like I can own up to where I know I made a lot of mistakes. But when you get to a certain point and realize that after being accountable, when does the reality set in you can just be truthful? Why do I say this? Just going back to the point. If she was messing off, for better words, why just not leave? I don't even think people understand that. Yeah, it might suck, but we are making it. I ain't gonna say we ain't making it like normal because it's normal, but I think social media is putting more of a radar on how having your cake eat it too is really more of a a thing, but more on a down low. But happen to still always end up on social media because once again, she's saying all the things that another man is doing, but she never left. And then he's finding out she's pregnant by the other dude. So that means from looking at it, she's getting she's getting served both sides of the fence here. And this goes back to the other video. You hear the thing she was saying when you watch the video? Um, rent four thousand. Why you can't pay for it? That's a, that's what a real man would do. Didn't that just sound like brother Yada a minute ago? What yeah. a real man could do. Now you see, it's, when you look in the comments, it's so funny. that, And I don't know if it's the algorithm. I don't know if it's just a number of comments. I don't know what works behind so, uh, uh, social media platforms when it comes to bringing the comments up or if they're popular by people liking them or what. But I always see a lot of comments from women nowadays of all colors. They're bigging this up. Women are feeling more strongly. Even if they ain't worth two dimes and a half a penny, bear with the fact that men, not all, not all, but please be fair with me because you know some of y'all be just being selective, going over your head. But a lot of women, definitely in the comments, especially when it comes to posts like these or the brother yada situation, is streamlining that this is supposed to be like the standard. And on top of that, I don't see a standard going around where a lot of women are supposed to act like women to deserve these benefits. What's even crazier is, why have nobody put out the PSA and said, again, now I don't know the statistic, the statistic by the actual number, but I can guarantee I'm close. As far as men, it's at least 10 well, at least 11 to 7% of men in the world who are truly wealthy. If you want to raise the 15, let's include the six, six figures. And I'm telling you, there's not a lot of people who make six figures as far as the bigger number. What makes these women so entitled, selectives, to where they will earn this royalty, in my opinion? Because Shorty is really kind of downplaying homie. Saying what he ain't doing, but she's still there. 
But when you look at all these platforms, when it comes to things like this getting put on blast, this seems way more normal than I ever seen it before. So from your from your perspective, where do you think this behavior is starting? Do you think it's still more in the home or you think it's more with social media it's put in front of us or you think it's a mix of both? Or, or how do you feel, even if it's a different lane that I didn't see? I think it's a mix of both. I think it's a, I think it's a mix of both. I think, um, I think it starts from the home and I think it's social media. Social media um, gets in a lot of people's heads and makes them think that it's the standard of what we need and don't allow. And so, um, let me just say, a lot of people don't want to lift a, you know, say black kings up, you know, they men up either. Um, to get them to that standard, because what it used to be behind a, you know, black uh, behind a strong black man is a strong black woman. Behind a strong man is a strong woman, and I don't think we, you know, it's like you see that a lot. Like, you get a lot of finger pointing, or blaming, or whatever like that. You get a lot of belittling and stuff like that. So, could be that, but you know, behind it, you know. Let's just say it. Just put it out there. It's not a lot of strong black men out there anymore, anyways, because we leave a lot of homes because of the fact that we we not we you know we not getting a lot of strong upbringing behind it, you know whatever because of it, you know we getting left behind because of the fact that we getting kicked out of our home of the standard of what we're doing, what we're not doing. Oh, let's just go put them on child support. Let's just kick them out. Just need the twenty percent, twenty five percent, thirty percent, whatever the case may be. Just let him do it, and you know when he start to get his money and start making it up. Let's just put him on child support. Let's not let him see his kids. You know, type of those type of things. You know, you know we get a lot of single moms that's on welfare or whatever the case may be. And you get a lot of these things that we see. So it's a little bit of both. And we don't have those fathers that. I mean, we do get fathers that want to fight for their child, and then the system failed them, and then they give up, and they don't fight no more. Those type of things happen. But then you get those fathers that want to be uh, in their lives, and they get struggling, and you know, shit happens. And then you get the strong, you get the strong women that are in the household. You don't need a man, or the man needs to do this. The man needs to court you, whatever the case may be. This is what he needs. This is what he needs to show you. This is what This is what he needs to find. So it's a little bit of both. It's a three tier standard, basically. So when a triangle, unhealthy home. To add to that, um, that particular subject, um, Again, very interesting subject, but I think it's a lot of things that play a part of that. That man, I wish we had way more time on because I know we could we could rip this apart. But one of the key things I look at, especially when you look at child development from two parents, as they say, co-parenting. I never really see why the courts got to get involved, only but a few reasons. One. If the woman or the male is the main custodian and the opposite is if you're a deadbeat, 
or two for whatever standard you feel that a person ain't doing it, they can do it more, maybe you feel like the course was motivated. Just my perspective of what people might say in the sense. But in reality, I honestly never seen the need for the courts when you have two co-parents. One thing I noticed in these situations, half the time is mainly based off emotions. One thing a lot of women know is you ain't talking crazy, no judge, no man. There's some crazy ones who still do. But for the most part, no man not trying to go to jail being disrespectful to no man who got that power to do it. And if any man who been in the court system know, sometimes these guys in court do talk a little greasy. Sometimes they give you a hard time. <laughs> I could, man, I could give you the craziest story on me in the rears in North Carolina. And man, <laughs> but that's another story. So I, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer that I, I believe co-parenting comes first before the court system. I just think a lot of times emotions especially when scoring love that can happen on either part plays one of the biggest roles and uh, the the least guardian or the non-active guardian is not with, the non-active guardian is not with their children, their children. So if the mama got the child, the father ain't seen him, the father got the mama ain't seen him. A lot of times it do, in my opinion, comes off scoring, scoring love. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of right. good parents. And, and, not, and as you said earlier, Man, the system can be damaging. It's a lot of guys who try to go to court and, you know, fight for their rights. But then it's like, okay, I work at McDonald's. You're not making enough. So how you making enough? And then you say you want to get visitations. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's all it's a lot of different ways you can put this. Of course, you might have a reason for them saying it. But usually what happens when you do make a little more? What happens? Women's just up in the money. You know what I'm saying? So it's still kind of always not forever put you in the gym, but it always makes like the odds against you. Yeah, I heard a judge, and, and this is my case, the judge actually told us, she was like, well, you know, if he ever go back to work, or he make a little bit more, you just come back, just bring him back. I'm like, what kind of shit is that? Like, you know, and that that, that hurts, because that make, you know, that make, that makes some parents not want to make more money, because you like, you basically just trying to take out of my pockets, take out of my pockets. So, it could, it could be that, but, you know, that's another stuff. Yo, yo, in conclude, in the conclusion, we know plenty of people who quit for child support. We know plenty of people who got on SSI yeah. for child support. Yeah. That's how crazy child support can be. But look, man, we already approaching that hour, man. I'm going to try to see can I find this video. Um, teen hit and run because it wasn't low how I want to uh, regularly, but it's a recent video who just got hit in the hit and run. Uh, where was it? It's on YouTube. So it's YouTube, YouTube. Let me see. Can I go to real fast? Yeah, I think I thought you sent something. New York. I think he knew you. New York, New Jersey, something. Let's see. No, I want a cyclist. Uh, but while I'm trying to find He's this video, bro. huh? He's walking across. Do you do you got the title of hand of the video or, or here? Let me see. Try to make it. I'm snappy. on my phone. So I Which one was it? Uh, what's the word? 
not. Oh man, we apologize, y'all. I don't know. I don't see it. You you got the clip? You think you can send it? And then what I could do? I could I could just edit this little gap out. Let me see. It's inside edition. You know what's crazy, bro? I just thought about. I got to pull it up, brother. I got it. I got to pull it up. I'm going to just cut this part out of the video. You know you know one thing I forgot, bro? I forget this is not live. You know, I'm treating it as like we live. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I think in my head, I'm like, damn, that's awkward gap. I'm like, I can edit this shit out. I'm tripping. Okay, so to pick it back up, because your video went on, I'm looking for the video. But to pick up back where we left from, um... This is something that I sent the group that I've seen on YouTube. Um, it's a video. Um, I, I don't really know where it took place at. It might be in the description, but I know they're going to say it. New in, Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. New, 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 North Bergen, New Jersey, I believe. And it's a video. In short context, before I play it, is a kid, 11-year-old kid, who's walking across the street and gets hit by a car. Now, it wasn't that bad, luckily. So this ain't nothing like viewers stretching the box. It's nothing that crazy, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely a lot of things that if you think about it, it could have went a different way. So I'm just going to play this real quick. And then me and Brother Mark are going to attack this like homeless sharks. One second. An arrest has been made in a story we covered last week. Police say it was a hit and run as an 11-year-old was struck by a car on his way to school. North Bergen, New Jersey police say the driver of the SUV that ran the stop sign hitting the boy is Julio Cioani Alamo, who lives in the town where it happened. This is video of the incident. You can see the boy crossing when all of a sudden, the gray SUV drives through the intersection and doesn't stop. The boy falls to the ground but picks himself back up. A woman walking with a stroller helps him walk across the street. 
The driver is now facing several charges, including assault by auto, endangering the welfare of a child, and endangering an injured victim. Okay, I'm gonna stop it right there, man. I'm gonna stop it right there. You know, I, you know, we gotta get to it. We gotta get to it when we gotta stop it right there, man. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't want people to think I'm laughing, first of all, at the 11 year old boy. But I don't know how y'all was when y'all was 11 years old. <laughs> but I think I can speak for me and my brother. We know. At 11 years old, when you cross in the street, your eyes is wide. They're wide. Facts. They're wide. This kid is walking with his face in the phone to where he didn't even hear the car. So that makes me think in this hoodie that he got earbuds in. Because he didn't even hear what the hell was going on. Now, does that make Julio a goddamn you, Julio? <laughs> you should have hit that kid, goddamn it. But that doesn't give Julio no excuse. But not making it too long out of these lips. Yo, come on. Like, what the what, what's going on, brother Marco? The man walking like he he don't know, like he in a bubble or something. Like, is 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 even though Julio did hit and run the kid, you didn't give him no excuse. Like, what do you see? From your side of the fence that could make this make sense yeah he um uh, it, it don't i mean which either way i mean it don't make sense on both sides on both sides so first of all you can tell when you're walking across his hand is his eyes are down his hand is open uh you can tell he's looking at his phone obviously before the thing he didn't look left he didn't look right I see the stop sign. Obviously, the camera is pointing on the stop sign. So they made it obvious that he, you can see that there's a stop sign right there. You're supposed to look both ways. That's the obvious thing that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look both ways before you cross in the street. That's I teach my five-year-old that, four-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old, whatever the case may be. And that's the first thing. Stop, look. Because if he doesn't look, he could he could have at least seen that. Oh, this car isn't stopped. Two. Of course, the car is supposed to have stopped. So he was in the wrong. They both in the wrong. The lady on the and with the stroller. I mean, she stopped. She stopped. <laughs> she <laughs> she stopped. She could have been like, "Hey, the car not stopping." You know. He saw it when it was a little bit too late because he was looking up. You seen him like back up and like scrunch his body up before, you know, before, you know, and the car kept going. Julio looked like he was on crack cocaine, <laughs> man, whatever the case may be. I'm not, you know, I don't want it to make it funny or whatever the case may be. He didn't stop him and run hey, that's too, you know, whatever. But I don't know if his car was supposed to have, you know, like one of those stop sensors or whatever to stop him from like hitting the boy. But they both was in the room. You know, he should have got out. Should have been like, hey, are you okay? And the boy would have been like, ah, you know, I'm all right, brother, top me, whatever. It wouldn't have got him off because somebody would have been like, oh, you hit my child. You know, if he was, you know, whatever. You know, us, man. I don't say being black. We probably been like, now nah, I'm good. You know, keep going. You know, that's I'm a fact. Mind. That's a fact. You know, we, whatever. We'd have been like, we just just brush it off. I'm probably would have beat him up. Whatever the case may be. 
anything. Give me twenty dollars, bro. I just need some shit. <laughs> Yo, for know, real, whatever. for real. But you know, it it is both a fault because it, and that's the problem nowadays. We don't pay attention. Neither one of us, because you just looked at it. I'm sure they was doing the same thing that he was doing, looking down at their phone, texting, texting Jody. And I never get saw him. Mm-hmm. Never saw him and just missed the stop sign. And that, it, it, I'm not gonna say it is what it is, but yo, brother, everything that you just put in there, I was thinking in my head. Like, yo, this dude was probably on his phone, just like this kid was on his phone. But one thing about a lot of these videos we cover, man, I think the biggest thing I can ask for the audience to get is to think. Because everybody might have different points of views, opinions, that's fine. But when we look at this situation, the bigger picture, even if that guy would have ran the stop sign. Yeah, he would have just got a running the stop sign, maybe got a ticket. But this kid probably wouldn't have got hit. He might want to have no future problems, you know, with his joints. I don't know how hard he got hit, but his phone flew, so it looked like he got hit with a little bit of a little oomph. And I think it's just crazy when I see this nowadays and just say, yo, Bro, you don't hear the car? Hey, yo. You don't see the kid? Hey, yo. You couldn't scream for the kid? Like, hey, yo, me up. Something <laughs> like, you know, and I'm thinking there's so many different ways, man. Maybe it's yeah. just the fact that, you know, I'm not saying just because we 80s babies, we got the gift of, you know, critical thinking on, you know, on the money, but I, I just don't see a lot of this is going on in our time. Maybe because we're, you know, of a different era at a percentage where we don't let Technology, maybe for some of us. Matter of fact, I can't say that for a lot of us. I've seen a few older people, forties and fifties, who who glued to a phone. But the thing is, I just don't think this is cool all around. We got to do better, man. This kid should have been paying attention. Because really, it's gonna sound crazy. I know people like you get more on the kid than you do the adult. Only thing I can think that really gives the kid an excuse if he's like, you know, he has challenge needs. You know, for not saying the the M word. So if that's not one of them cases, I, I, I we gotta hold that kid accountable. We got because we gotta make we gotta make better examples for the youth to be more aware of what's going on. I know TikTok dances and the lightest little funny trends be just be popping, and y'all attention span gotta catch like seven videos in like two seconds. You know what I'm saying? But we really gotta be aware out here, people. We Sorry, really head and swivel, head and swivel. So. Man, as far as the hour going up, man, we definitely, we definitely got to cover some few topics, some mind, some mind bending, critical thinking topics, man. In conclusion, brother Marco, you got anything that we can leave for the people today? In episode three at the end. Man, let's just say it, man. Um, world needs to be at peace. We need to um, think about each other, man. Love one each other. Love one another. Um, let's get out here in the community, man. Help help each other, man. Uh, find better headspace. Keep your head on the swivel. Uh, love thy neighbor, what God would say. Mm. Uh, go get that book, man. Go get that book. Go get that book. Hold uh, up, hold up, hold uh, up, hold up. What I, is it? I, I know. Up. Uh, put it back up. 
You see it. You I know, see it. I, I know see brother uh, Akazi not here. Uh, he got the gear. Uh, make sure you hit up his uh, uh, his shop. Um, Shake Collection. We got we got to put Bronze that. Link I should have had the video uh, for that too, but you know what I mean. Hey man, just remember what the network from my stay, brother Marco stay, finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Go stay, ahead. And, and stay blessed, man. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Hey man, I wasn't even gonna say nothing really that that long. I just wanted to just goddamn throw the name out there. My brother Marco was trying to say bonus shit. That's why I was trying to throw out that. I want trying to you know my brother. So my apologies. You know what I mean? Because you know we try to be respectful, man. We want our brothers to always have a voice, always be heard. You know we fair men over here, so I want to my brother. Out. But you also, I appreciate you though. You you, you did something that I think I want to start doing for the channel. I want to have closing thoughts from all members. Just every week have a, a different reality that, you know, we can see or do better amongst ourselves, amongst our people, amongst the humans that, you know, we live on this planet with. So in closing thoughts, you know, I would just say more something on the lines of character over color. I'm a firm believer. Um, yes, I am a black man. I know what comes with being a black man, no matter what country you travel to for the most part. And I have traveled with many, but... I'm a human. I have a godly uh, perspective, I believe, but I am human. You split us all in half. You all of them that got the same organs except for men and women to a certain degree. So it's character over color, people. As my brother say, love thy neighbor, man. Let's try to be more productive. Let's try to be more helpful to people in any way we can. You know what I mean? When you see people in crisis, you don't got to give them a thousand if you had to give. You might give them ten dollars. And just say, hey, man, you did something. Now, of course, only a grateful person will understand that 10 is 10. Rather, you need a, a thousand. But just doing something better than doing nothing. You know, I know some people are like, man, who the fuck want $10? Well, I, need <laughs> I get it. I get it. But in the idea, we're trying to do things step by step, not just. We're trying to be better people. So without talking people head off, just character over color for my sisters and my brothers. And again, y'all see it on the screen. Soul Ties, Brother Marco Harrington. You see us in his hand. Grab y'all copies. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Google it. Google Books. Hey, you hear the man? You hear the man? What else, what else we got for him? What else, what else do you see it at? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, man. Definitely got the commercials. Y'all going to see it pop in a lot of the videos, man. Once again, episode three, this is the Anti-Network, and we are out of here. What's up, Anti-Network? This is Marco Arrington, author of Soul Ties. Make sure you pick up the book from Possible. Amazon Possible. and Barnes & Noble. <laughs>